Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dial the gate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Welcome, everyone, to episode 61 of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for joining me. I have a very special guest uh, waiting in the wings here, Vaitiari Hershon. She played Share and Amonet in Stargate SG-1, seasons one through three. I've been really looking forward to this interview. She's one of my uh, favorites from those early years of Stargate. Before we bring her in, if you enjoy Stargate and... Uh, you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal to me if you click the like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show uh, grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops and you'll get my notifications of any last minute guest changes. This is key if you plan on watching live and clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next several days on the uh, GateWorld.net uh, YouTube channel, channel our uh, partner uh, website. So uh, with Vaitiari, we're going to do this uh, return to normal from what I had in Saul Rubinick's interview from about an hour and a half ago. I wanted to try to start submitting uh, questions in the comment section. <laughs> and that's not working out as well as I thought. There's something in the back end that I have to figure out. So for now... If you have questions for her, submit them at youtube.com slash dial the gate. My moderating team is standing by to answer, uh, to submit those into my feed here. And in the meantime, I get to talk with her. So without further ado, thanks so much uh, for joining me. Vaitiari Hershon, hello. Welcome Happy. to Dial the Gate. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. How, how are you doing? How are things I'm going? Good. I'm good. Thank you. You're in LA right now? I'm in LA. Yeah. How's it been? It's been uh, well. It's it's good. It's good. good. I mean, I've been. I can't travel. I can't go anywhere. So, right. so yeah, I I'm home. Good. So yeah, we're just you know every day we just take it one at a time and and see where things go next from here. So exactly. Yeah. I in Arizona. Yes, I am in I am in Phoenix. Yeah. So um, it's a little bit more spread out. Uh, and uh, yeah, just taking it one day at a time and staying away from the other humans as much as possible. Yes. <laughs> so. Go with the mask. Wear Absolutely the mask. right. Wear the mask. So um, how uh, old were you? So you, you are, you are from Tahiti originally, correct? Yes. I was born in Tahiti. Okay. How old were you when you realized you had the acting bug? When you realized this is something that you wanted to do? I'm curious. Yes, well, I was, um, my father started the movie theaters in the South Pacific. Really? Um, yeah, in the 60s, there was the drive-ins, and then the 70s and 80s, the, the cinemas. And um, so I grew up with that, and, but, but, you know, I was, I was a little girl. Then I moved to America when I was eight, and I didn't speak English. I only spoke French. And I saw, and the teacher would say, well, let them watch a lot of cartoons, my brother and I, to learn English. <laughs> <laughs> we do the Flintstones, uh, Casper the Ghost, and, um, and the commercials. We didn't have commercials in Tahiti. I mean, we just had, I think, one channel. And, um, and maybe from like noon to 8 p.m., 10 p.m., you know, not even, yeah. So I saw all these kids on TV, um, it looked like so much fun. So, um, and then I grew up when we came to America. I grew up performing on the in the Polynesian show. Okay. With my mom. So we kind of toured the United States. Ah, what did you so do in the in this tour? What were your What were your specialties? Uh, we danced uh, like a Polynesian. The the tamu. Oh, like dance. Okay, yeah. got it. it like a, um, you know, like a, those Hawaiian shows, dinner, family shows, fire dancing. I, oh yeah, that's my favorite, and um, oh. I didn't do it. But oh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and I wanted to, no. but um, so I grew up on stage performing in front of audience and that was so much fun. And, um, and then, so we, I lived, you know, all around the States, Massachusetts, Florida, wow. Nevada, California. Wow. So we came back here. I think I was 12 years old and, um, I just wanted to be on TV because the kids look like so much fun. I didn't know how or how or what, but I remember that was my first thought was, oh, I want to have fun like these kids on TV. And, and how, how long did it take you to, to get into that business? Uh, well, that was what, 12. I started, um, well, I was modeling first. Okay. Yep. Then in my, um, early twenties, I lived in Europe. I was modeling, working in Spain. Um, oh, wow. I did, I love saying, I did yeah. uh, a first film there, a comedy with the top comedians of Spain. And, um, um, but I had never taken acting classes, but since I was young, um, people in LA would always stop my mom and agent that say, put her in acting class, put her in acting classes. We want to represent her, but you know, I was a teenager. I didn't know what I wanted. Now, you know, there's that part too. And yeah, then, figuring yourself out. Yeah. And then um, what else? So, so uh, yeah, I worked in Spain until my mid twenties. Came back to after doing that film in Spain, I wanted to to go to acting school. So I came back here and and looked for the best teachers and and studied with. Um, you know, with, with the teachers that I loved here. And I, I, it was, it was everything for me. It was, um, I can say it saved my life. It was the, really it, it, kept um, you out of trouble. It was like peeling the onion, you know, <laughs> it was like going to the core and, and, um, <laughs> I was shy, even though I grew up on stage, part of me was shy. It's like a Polynesian thing that we have. And, um, and I remember my teacher, uh, Larry Moss, he said, oh, we got to get rid of that Tahitian shyness, you know, <laughs> with, with all these plays, David Mamet, like playing these, these yeah. explosive characters, you yeah. know, I took them out of my shell. And it was so good. It was so good. I'm... And it's just such a good community. You know, you make friends and, and going to auditions and, and um, I loved it. I loved it. I did it, I think for 15 years. Yeah. I'm always surprised at the number of people who I talk with on this show, who say, you know, I really am an introvert. <laughs> I really am more yeah. more shy. And they use this craft, this medium, to kind of exorcise a lot of those like demons and and you know just yeah. get get a lot of that out of the way, you know. And then afterwards, okay, I'm shy again. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's like a there's like a duality there. Like I go, right. it, it, because there's a structure to it as well. You're not just necessarily unless you're doing like improv comedy or something like that. You're going That's out there and you're doing a specific thing. Right. I mean, you do. You learn the technical part. You know, you learn how to break down a character, do all that stuff, and you know the sense memory stuff, and and just the whole process. I love the whole process. It was like 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 therapeutic. It was mm -hmm. like therapy. And you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about, you know, um, yeah, your characters through your characters. You can put yourself through these characters, which is amazing. Such mm. an amazing feeling. Vaitieri, who are your personal heroes? Who are, who are the people in your life um, that you looked up to and made you the person that you are? I think my mom I'm very lucky. I'm very um, fortunate to have a family that's crazy. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's loving. Um, good crazy. Good crazy. Yeah, good crazy um, <laughs> out there. But, um, you know, there's so many marriages in my family. And, and my mom, you know, came to America with two kids, you know, when she was young and, and um, wanted to give us a better life or more of a life than the island life. I, I didn't have a choice. I was eight years old. I didn't know mm -hmm. for us. Oh my God, we're going to America. You know, know. Everyone, all our friends in Tahiti thought that was amazing. Oh, really? But, wow. Yeah. But my, my father is half American. My father okay. grew up in New York. Okay. So, so, um, so I did have that American side, but 
I, I was born and raised in Tahiti until I was eight. So, um, yeah, I forgot what the question was. Your heroes. And, oh, and the people who have people who have uh, led you down uh, uh, the roads that you have now yeah. traveled. My mom, my mom is my rock. My mom is is whatever I wanted. Like she was always um, um, supportive. She would put her heart out, you know, and um, whatever I wanted. And if I was feeling insecure or whatever, she would say, "You could do anything. You could do whatever you set your mind to. Just always be a good person. Be kind and." And, um, and, um, you know, pursue your dreams, mm-hmm. pursue your dreams and have faith and, and everything's possible. Yeah. And you have a daughter of your own now. Do you find yourself being like, oh, mom, I, I, I didn't like it then. And now I'm saying it myself or oh my God, certain I'm situations where it's like, I'm doing what she did. Oh yeah. I support, look at her. She even wanted to get into this business. Right. Camera, right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, since she was little, since she was a little girl, she just, we thought she wanted to be in front of the camera, but Michael said, no, no, you got to go to, you have to study, you have to do plays, you have to, you know, do it for the right reasons. And like, you really love it. And um, so in school, we, she did plays after school, she would do plays. I put her in all the plays and I thought she was amazing, but there was something you know, there was something like um, she would be in her own world. Mm. You know, I don't know if she liked taking directions. I think she likes giving directions. <laughs> you know? That's great. That's what we, you know, and I really thought, I mean, she thought she wanted to be in front of the camera, but but it wasn't as, I don't know, it was challenging for her in a different way. Like, mm. because she discovered she preferred being behind the camera and growing up on set with her father, you know, uh-huh. that she was in my stomach. Right. right <laughs> exactly. Was- Absolutely. So for those who don't know, Vaitiare and uh, Michael Shanks had a daughter, Tatiana, and that's, that's who we're talking about. So it, it, did she, did she spend some time on the, on the SG1 set while she was growing up too? Oh, lots of time. Okay. Lots of time. Yes. With her. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. She see all these amazing sets, you know. Oh and- my gosh. What a wonderland oh. for a kid and activity and, and people everywhere from all walks of life, you know. It's yes. got to be Christopher Judge and I have talked a lot about his kids, you know, uh, growing up with him uh, on um, uh, on SG1 and his yeah. his kids would would come and go from around the sets and they were right. little as well. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, because he was like, you know, there were times where it was difficult. You know, I c- couldn't always be there. I mean, I was there. They were often there with me, and they, that was a privilege. Right. But um, I couldn't always be there for them. And I asked him, I said, um, as adults now, do they appreciate what you went through and what you had to do? And he's like, yeah, they absolutely did. You yeah. know, it's challenging work. It's a long hours, yes. Exactly right. Long, long hours, yes. Tell us the story of how you got roped into SG-1. Did you see the movie? I did. I did. When it came out. Long you ago. did? Yes. Okay. Well, that I, makes I, one I, of us. I didn't I see it until years later. I <laughs> yeah. yes. Wait, Stargate came out, SG-1, like a couple years after? The SG-1 movie? came out in 1997, and, S- yeah. and uh, the movie came out in 94. 94, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Years. yeah. I auditioned for Shari for, for the same character, for the movie. You auditioned for the movie as well. I auditioned. I had Isn't a callback. I went. I met hmm. uh, the director. He was so cool. He was. Um, I remember I, I went in and he sat on the floor in front of me. You know, to to I don't know. It was just like very humbling. Very took off the stress. Probably. Yeah, Roland oh, Emmerich. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he like sat on the floor. Like I felt like I was right at home in Tahiti. You know, we all sit on, on the. <laughs> comfortable comforting it was um and um and he was so nice i even had dinner after i don't know what time like with a group of friends mm. and him. i don't know if i had just shot yeah probably before yeah the step maybe before the series happened but it was such a great experience i loved the role and i did uh, not realize you you auditioned for the feature film as well yes and, is, then, and then come back years later and get the series version. 
That's weird. Yeah, that was that was weird. I don't remember. I mean, my agent called. Okay, you have the audition for Shaw Ray. They're making a series. MGM from the yeah. takeoff from the movie, and I went, oh, okay, that's cool, you know. And um, and I just went in. I, I I read the script. They say it was a recurring role, and um, I think the other characters. I think they were already booked they were already they knew the other i think shari's probably one of the last characters that was um okay um booked yeah yeah because i knew they got alexis from um the feature film so alexis carried over from the movie to kind of add that like crossover like legitimacy like yes this is the same yeah he's the only one right Right. yes he who appeared later right absolutely um tell us about that original breakdown for shari and coming into your own with that character, knowing what Melia Avatal did before, you know, you were going to, I imagine you would probably want to take on your own interpretation of the role. Yeah. Yeah. I just did my, my own thing. You know, I had seen the movie. I, I don't think I watched it before I went to the audition. Okay. I just did, um, um, you know, my own personal thing with it and um, the breakdown. I remember going in and, um, feeling very I, I just love the words in in the script I love the language I love the whole feel I felt like I'm putting on the glove and this of this character and um I went in without you know any expectation I wanted to do my job my five minute you know in the door out the door mm-hmm. just be grounded and this is you know just as focused as I could be and then just do the work you know and but I did feel it was different. I, I felt I was I felt very focused and grounded. And and I remember this other girl in the audition was asking me, "Oh, how how do you say this word? You know, how do you pronounce this? Like from the the sides, you know? <laughs> oh my god, just do you know? Like um, um, beautiful girl. And then um, my god, you could pronounce it however you want, you know? And and um, for me, it reminded me of kind of like the words in Tahiti, like the Tahitian language, a lot like my name, a lot of vowels. <laughs> right. Did I say it right? Vaitiari? But yes. Vaitiari. Okay. <laughs> I had to reach out to Chris to yeah. make sure. Oh, I know. I said, yeah. can we call you Vi? Can we say Vi? Okay, of course. But the, uh, yeah, the Stargate language, I mean, the, the Goa'uld, the, the ancient Egyptian, I mean, they really made a point to make sure that, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. There yeah. was a lot. There was a lot that went into that to making that show correct. Yeah, I, I looked. Yeah, for sure. It's it's. I mean, the set were magnificent. Everything. The whole production was spectacular. I was so proud. I was so grateful to have booked. They called me two. You know, two weeks later, they were mm. filming already in Vancouver. Okay. The producer looked at the tape. They were going to send it to set. I don't know how much they. You know, I never know anything. I don't know as an actor like what's you know. Um, you just send your tape and you forget about it. If they call, they call. If they don't, you know, it's on to the next one. And then, uh, but two weeks later, they say I booked it and I'm off to Vancouver for a month for the pilot. So wow. I'm so excited. Very, oh, excited. Very And you knew that, you know, at some point, it, because a lot of times they say, well, it's a recurring part. A lot of times I've heard actors say, well, they'll, they'll get that. They'll, they'll get you. Uh, they'll tell you that so they can get you for less money now. But in this particular case, legitimately, it's written so that um, she has to come back in some way. We have to resolve that story arc. So there was definitely going to right. be more coming. Yeah. Like I knew my, it said it was recurring. Yes. It yeah. Said. So Absolutely. that was exciting. Yeah. What was it like going through that emotional process? Because she doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but there's much more like going on um on her face and coming out of michael's performance as well as daniel um she's being taken over by another being yeah and she is going to be her personality her consciousness whatever is fading away into this monster that's taking over right tell us about that oh my gosh it was so amazing to play that you know to play two different characters. I mean, I followed um, 
the director. Mm. You know, as a party, I, Mario as a party. Yeah, and he said, "Okay, now, like, um, you know, I deliver my line to Michael, and then he said, okay, now you're being uh, like, I don't know what word he used, like swooshed. You know, you're being taken, like, like absorbed, like a vacuum, like being." Oh, like, forever in a day. Know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do or the yeah. that, you know, I, I didn't know. So I just followed, you know, Mario's um, direction. He, he talked me mm. through it. Like what happens now? And, and um, yeah. So, you know, he, he helped me a lot to, to, he knew what he wanted, of course, you know, I didn't know what, what they were going to do. So Right. Exactly. So, see the difference you know when she's Charay and then Amoni so it's the, the it was well done it was amazing amazing to play that Christina McQuarrie did an amazing job with the costuming yes. the especially for the pilot the variety of costumes that that poor woman had to come up with oh it's God, like well I'm we're not, just yeah. making up you know a lot a lot of this as we're establishing the alien world first of all we have Egypt Egyptian mythology to base a lot of it on. And some of it, you know, we just kind of have to go out there and design some stuff. What yeah. was it like wearing some oh of those God, pieces? I feel like a queen. You feel like a princess. From I the robes to that. Yeah. yeah. The Abedonian well, robes to that. Absolutely. Because it was just so earthy, you know. And then I love getting dressed up and the full-on makeup and 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 the crowns and and the heavy dresses, that gold, there was one dress that was heavy and, and spectacular and, uh, and covered well my, my baby bump, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> then I needed to, like, when I gave birth in the second episode, it's... Right, uh, in secrets. You know, I was still pregnant, but... Ah, uh, okay. So um, we try to cover up as much, you know? It worked. But, but they did pad me anyways for to look bigger than I right. actually was. I was padded and and um, but oh my god, I love both. You know, playing uh, Charay, her costumes and all the, the you know we're always like the scarves and <laughs> rope and and then um, yeah that big purple hat <laughs> with the veil and the and the oh, snake. Um, Oh, the, the, the cobra on it cool. too. Red beads and, oh, man. and white beads. Oh, it was it was a dream. It was a dream to play. To Tell wear all us about working with Michael. Now you guys met on on this set. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. We so, met. I think he. They were already working. I I arrived. They took me to set. I think we crisscrossed in the in the makeup trailer. And he was coming out. I was going in. I go. Oh, I think that's my husband (laughs) (laughs) and um and we're both shy in a way i don't know you know he had to do his thing i go and get makeup and a test makeup for the producers and um um and then we met at dinner we all had dinner the whole cast oh okay we all had dinner to you know meet everyone so that was really nice yeah and then we became friends we all became friends very, very quickly. This was a tight-knit crew. I remember Michael talking about how, um, for whatever reason, he and Amanda and Christopher gravitated toward each other during the audition process. And only later did they find out that they were on set together. He said, that was very strange. Oh, my goodness. You know, he's like that, that there's just just certain things that just just work. That's meant to be, yes. That's meant to be, absolutely. Yeah. um, That's cool. Yeah. Can I, do you mind if I ask you about your nude scene? Oh, okay. Yes. No, uh, I don't. <laughs> you, you are the only character, because in the, um, in the original Showtime request, uh, or uh, creating the the show, they required nudity for the episode. At the time, right? There was a lot of nudity on TV. Right. Exactly. At the time, like that was the thing, you know, Showtime was like cutting edge, no limits yeah. was their slogan, you know. HBO was out there. Yeah. Showtime. Yeah. And it had never really done, uh, um, Stargate had never, was would never do that again. You know, was, had you ever done a nude scene before? Or was that your first? No, never. Okay. Never. I mean, I was offered roles, even just, you know, topless and I turned them down. Okay. It was, um, when I was 18 with Mel Gibson, Mutiny on the Bounty, and it was topless. And I said, no, I won't do it topless. 
But, was there just um, something about this script that was like, you know what, I'll go for this? Or was that... Well, they were willing to cover me with labs, but that's another story. Okay. But um, with Stargate, it was just topless when I read the script. It was topless. And then, um, so, you know, it was my first time because I loved the script and I thought it was mm. appropriate. It's a kidnap scene and she's, you know... Yeah, she's being assaulted. Yeah, she's being assaulted. It's... it's, it's um, it wasn't vulgar. It wasn't, you know, but it was, it, it fit the, the script. It was okay. Where mm-hmm. I said, okay, I can do this, you know? And um, so I called my father and I said, okay, hey, I'm sure. doing the, for my first topless scene, you know? And uh, my, um, and he's in the movie business, you yeah. know, in France, you know, yeah. he, he has a lot of movies from France too. And I mean, a commercial in France is you're all nude, you know, in the commercial. Right. It's completely Before different. I, Natural. I grew up in Haiti where like, you know, it's natural, you know, too. So I go, okay, I, I'm ready. And then um, he said, well, as far as for him, there's nudity and then there's porn nudity. And I know you'll never right. do porn nudity, of course. Yeah, that's something completely fine. Different. But I don't know. I needed to tell him. So, so yeah, so I was on set. But it wasn't full nude at first. My contract wasn't full nude. And then, um, well... I kind of felt, um, I, I didn't know because I felt kind of pressure because I was, it was close set, you know, it was close. Of course. And then it was close set and all that. And then they, they, uh, I think I talk about it in my, in an interview where they said, Oh, we need to, for you to take off, you know, the lower part because we're not going to, and I, my eyes opened this wide and I said, um, I'm not doing it a full nude. They go, no, no, it's just for the camera angle. So I don't know. I'm on set, you know, and I said, okay, no, we're not going to see anything. And then, um, um, so long story short, it's time for the screening in LA. Then they call me in and I have to resign the contract because now it's a different scene. They went ahead and, and used the, the complete they, frame. Well, the full, yeah the, yeah, the the full nude. So I guess that's what Showtime wanted. Yeah. You know, it's what they wanted. And I'm like, no. So they that's showed not me. what you contracted for. Yeah. So I they showed me the part in the in the office. And I went, of course I was shocked because that's not what I went in, you know, with with yeah. that. So so I was I, I was upset, you know, I was very yeah. upset and um they just wanted me to sign like so easy. I said, no, it's like, it, the scene was like 20 seconds long. Yeah. It was at the first, what I saw in the office. So then they cut it down. Like they made it seem like the whole, like the premiere can't go on tomorrow. Like it was next week or something, unless I sign this. So I had a lot of pressure on, on, I felt like a lot of pressure, like, like, um, but you know, that's Hollywood. A lot of people get, get, you know, caught up in these kind of stories. And yeah. I felt like, oh my God, it's going to be my whole fault if I don't sign this, that, that, you know, but, but, um, so I was kind of, I was very hurt. I was very, um, um, shocked, <laughs> but, um, it is what it is. It happened. It happened. And, and, um, and that's it. Understood. That's, that's a story. So, yeah. Well, it's an effective sequence because it establishes the horror of these monsters and yeah. what it is that they're doing to the people that our characters love. Yes. And uh, I sure am sorry that, that you went through that. You know, it's, it's, it, it's a different era now and, and things, are, things are changing an awful lot, you know, where you know, yeah, and, and now there's a person on set specifically designated to yeah. take care of the actors who are being placed in these situations. Right, right. Because so. I didn't know, you know, I didn't yeah. know. I just felt, oh my gosh, I don't want this to be my fault. It was going to be my fault. Yeah. Right. But, Especially but, yeah. if it's coming out in the next couple of days. And if you don't sign this, they're going to have to go back and recut it. Right, right, right. And, and they're telling me, it's no big deal. You know, it's no big deal. Look at, and she said, look at Europe. The actresses, they do full new. It's, it's like it's the I, contract. This is the I, contract. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, she would say, look at uh, Julia Moore. She did all her, to give me that example, you yeah. know, she did full nude. Who cares? Look at her career. You yeah. Know? Uh, Boogie Nights. Like, give me examples. Like, it's okay. And it's true. I went into my, you know, my, my European mode, you know, like, it's okay. It's, it's you know. Yeah. At this point, it's about a contract. What yeah. was it like working with the great Peter Williams? Oh, Talk about a bombastic person. One of my favorite people, just period. Yeah. But just a, I mean, he just relished that role. I mean, you, you, he was, he was the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I just saw the episodes that we did together. Right. Um, I, I mean, we were in Chulak, in Chulak when we were, Chulak. you know, <laughs> we were sitting in there, you know, and being, you know. Um, carried by the Goa'uld. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so great. You know, this is amazing. And um, like, it was a dream, you know, job for, for, for both of us. That's how we felt. He was ecstatic about playing this part and, and me too. And we were just sitting in there going, oh my God, this is so cool, you know. And um, yeah, he did such an amazing job. We'd have lunch together and, you know, on set and, and very nice. Yeah, it was great. He, ooh, what an amazing personality. Uh, personality. And those abs, right? Oh, those abs, <laughs> those legs, those costumes. Yeah, show it all. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the feeling that you were all creating something that was really going to withstand the test of time? There was something magical in that. And no, um, you don't know. I mean, I know they were booked for, gosh, in those days, it was like. Four seasons um, right out of the gate. And then a, a two seasons right out of the gate, then four yeah, and then a fifth. 44 episodes, right? Right. 44 episodes guaranteed off the bat, like from the t- top. So that was amazing. So maybe they knew they had something there, but mm-hmm. you never know till it comes out, right? Till, mm-hmm. till the fans, the audience likes it or and they sure did and um my god the production you know you like you say the costumes the production the quality the the i think it was the highest budget pilot at the time i would not be surprised at that at all it was like in those days it was like huge it was like the biggest and you could tell you know from the set the way it was film and and, uh, it was like film film quality they put no, some money into it for sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah. With season two, uh, one Abedonian year to the day, according to to uh, the show, uh, secrets. They bring you back, and they bring in Eric Avari from the feature film as Kasuf, who played your father. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Guy's an absolute hoot, and uh, it really was wonderful seeing that character return, adding even more legitimacy to the show, carrying it over from uh, the feature film that this is the same universe. Yeah, your character is uh, has returned to Abydos to give birth, and like you said at the time, you were pregnant. Was the pregnancy worked into the script because you had been pregnant, or did they were, did they were they planning on that anyway? I don't know if they were planning on it anyways, but I think I remember, <clears throat> I think they wrote my character pregnant because I was pregnant. Because, yeah, because I was, I was in LA and with Michael, you know, the, oh, the writers are asking, are you okay to shoot the next one? You know, they were very considerate and concerned about my health and, mm-hmm. and I was six months, so I was still okay, you know, mm-hmm. to travel. So they wanted to, you know, write in the next episode for Charay and Amonet. So, so I said, yeah, you know, let's do it. So I, I really don't know if it was planned or not. You know, I don't know. Or if they wrote it around my, my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the earlier questions for the show was, does the host survive after the gold has taken them over? And the, the, um, the gold was always, we're always telling us, no, they're gone. Of course, they would say us say that to us because they want us to lose all hope and, you know, just kind of surrender to their process of, of farming us for, for hosts. But we find out that the Goa'uld goes to sleep while the baby is 
is gestating. Is that the right word? Yeah. Well, the baby is born, stillborn. Yes. Right. Exactly. And that they're on top of that, they're not supposed to do what Apophis and Amalnet have done, which is they're right. creating a harcesis, which is going Lisa, to have right? their knowledge. To the goals. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to give a human the not a, a, a human baby the knowledge of uh of the gods and that's what happens when when Tugua will give birth um what uh was it like getting to come back to this the, jump back on this train after it's it's been a year in motion and really sink your teeth into the dynamic between Shari and Daniel once she has been lost to him and he's not sure if it's really her talking to him, if it's someone that's screwing with him. He doesn't believe a word she's saying because he's been conditioned to think that that's that yeah. that, that Shari's gone. Right. Well, it's very painful. It was very painful for Shari to 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 be when she sees Daniel and then she she's pregnant. You know, mm-hmm. she was she loved him so much. He was her her everything. And they were so in love, and then they were separated by this awful, awful demon situation. And um, and here, when she finds him again, she's she, you know she's embarrassed, she's scared because here she is pregnant, and it's not his child, it's not mm-hmm. her husband's child. It's not her fault. So, oh, so it's very yeah, it's not so, her fault. But she, you know, she's she thinks. Yeah, she's going to lose her husband or he hates her, you know. He mm. doesn't want her now. And and they had such a beautiful love story. I mean, they were so in love and they were perfect together until they're ripped apart from, mm-hmm. from each other. And that was very, very um, painful. And, uh, yeah. Shari has always been a fighter. Yeah, you know? she's a fighter. And she always, been, I mean, when the guards try and carry her off, Oh man, she lets him have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> she's the one too when when she's taken to absolutely the office there and to oh yeah, she's a fighter. She she's she's a strong, you know, strong it, fighter. And it just Courageous. it's a subtext that you have to play because now she's been impregnated by someone who has had her prisoner and has suppressed her personality and and her whole existence, and now yeah. she's faced with her husband. Who and like you said, you know, how's he going to respond to this? You know, it's that's there's a there's so many secrets has so many levels for you and Michael to play in that episode if you're paying attention. Where there's there's just there's there's so much there going on between the lines. Yeah, yeah, there it was so much for us. I mean, it was so. Even now, thinking about it, I, I'm a sap. I cry for it. I, <laughs> I can too. It's like, oh, I was so, I mean, it was, I just got into that character and I just like let all my emotions come out. I think every take, you know, when Jar had to cry, it was, I just like pour out my, uh... you know, and it's like, oh my God, it's just like a river, you know, because of the pain to be taken away. Yeah. And, from your loved ones and it's not his baby and and she feels Mm -hmm. shame and and um and uh yeah it was a very powerful emotional but uh, there's a reunion we had yeah yeah very very emotional and there's a glimmer of hope at the end of that episode because amonette now taken over again sees them and doesn't reveal to her husband that sg1 is still on the planet you know, yeah. so it's almost like Shari is in the back of her mind saying, no, <laughs> you know, like something is getting through. Yeah. Yeah. Like she tries to fight it, you know, yeah. she tries to come through and, and, um, and to fight this demon and to, to, yeah, she tries all her might, you know, she, she's, she's a warrior. She's a fighter. Yeah. It was one of the things that really surprised me about the show because I assumed that, the story arcs from the pilot were going to carry through the entire series as long as it lasted. And then when season three comes, um, the Skara and Shari stories are both resolved in season three. And that was one of the things that really shocked me as a fan was because I was expecting this to go on for years. And we lose her in the very next episode. Forever in a Day is one of my favorite stories. But man, is that a hard show to watch. Yeah. 
tell us about coming back for forever in a day and getting stuck in that, that loop, you know, and like you were saying, you know, they were kind of pulling you back. It's one of the coolest visual effects of the show is when she's trying to communicate with Daniel and she keeps on getting whatever kind of reality or realm that they're in inside of the hand device there. She's trying to communicate with him and she keeps on getting pulled away. Right. Yeah. That was, that was fun to play. I mean, that was that Mario game. I mean, no, who was the Peter? Yes. Like directing me and and saying, okay, now pull back. You know, she's being pulled back. She's putting, and, and again, because it's special effects, you know, he, they, the directors know, um, in those moments what to tell us to, to, and then, um, yeah, it's very emotional scene. I love when she reappears to him and trying to get that message mm-hmm. to him, you know, to go find the child. Go and find the child. Like, don't give up, you know, just don't, don't give up. Like, just, you've got to find the child. And, and again, there's her courage and her force coming through. And, um, and yeah, and the Abedonians, they believe in that. You know, they, they absolutely do. You know, the, the funeral scene is 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 one of the most beautiful of the entire even though it's like a, a dream you know it's still what we would have what we would have seen and that goes back to real you know egyptian history there with with the scales and the feather yes, and, you know yeah. it's a beautiful yeah, scene beautiful beautiful scene um did you see the follow-up episode where they they found the boy i didn't i'll send didn't. it to you I'll is it the it next episode? It's it's in season four. I'll okay. I'll, I'll okay. send you the season file because four. I think I think you'll appreciate the the conclusion. Well, the, they do find the boy. Yes, they do find the boy in in later on in the season. I'll yeah. I'll send you the episodes. They're very okay. good, okay. and it'll be like a conclusion for your. It's very concluding, a fitting conclusion to her um to her story. Okay. So did well, you were you surprised um to find out in season three that that was going to be it. Were you expecting it to go on a little bit further or was it like, you know what, I'm happy to be back once more. And if this is it, this is it. Or really we're getting off the train a little earlier than I thought. Yeah. Well, we, you know, it's, I, I was pregnant. We had the baby. Um, I was first time mom, you mm-hmm. know, Michael's was on set 16 hours. So they did, you know, through Michael that we were talking and say, Hey, can, you know, how does Vaiti think, you know, feel about doing another episode? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I was, you know, I, I, I was tired. I didn't feel very pretty. I felt like yeah. birth and, and I just discovered that, that my daughter, my baby, I thought I would be able to continue. Yeah. I thought, cause I was finishing another series too, where I had, I was a recurring role as well. And they added more episodes. So I was flying back and forth to finish that one. And um, um, and I was, um, I was exhausted, you know, I just wanted, I was so happy, like this baby, my baby, my Tatiana yes. <laughs> was like the most important thing in my life. Ah. In my age, I had, you know, my child um, late in life, yeah. later in life. And um, so to me, it's like nothing mattered except, um, you know, raising this this little baby who needs you 150%. So, so, you know, I mean, the producers are amazing. They're, you know, they ask how I felt and then they'll go according to, to, um, you know, to, to how we were doing. So. So were you I, living yeah. in LA at the time of this or were you in Vancouver? I was in Vancouver. I you was were up in Vancouver with that? Okay. Yeah. 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 So I said, no, I, I want to be a mom, you know, I want to be a mom and okay. what I want to do. So. All right, so okay. that's going to so, kill her off, I guess. Well, you know what? If if you want to focus on that on that part of your life at that time, all the more power to you. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to know that that was kind of like the impetus for that was the direction that that the story went for yeah, that reason. Because I remember that conversation going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Certainly um, fueled it. Like you know what, guys? Let's. Uh, I'm going to take this next train stop up here. Yeah. I mean, it was so much fun. I mean, my daughter's like, "Mom, why did you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> did she watch the? Did she a fan of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. She she's watched it, and um, I don't think she's watched everything. No, okay. I, um, she's watched her your your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, why did you? Why? Why? <laughs> she's like, why did you? You know, do that because she loves it. She thinks it's just such a great. I did character. it for you. You know, you were more, you were, you know, my focus at the time. Yeah, that was so. how I was feeling at the time. Yeah. Absolutely. 
if there was a chance to uh, uh, come back in some way in this new series that Brad is working on, would you be interested? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I could be bald. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean... Uh, Peter Williams, I mean, they put all kinds of headdresses, uh, pieces on him when he, his hair started growing out. So it works. Oh, they did? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, he started he started growing out some dreadlocks in like season yeah. eight. And so they gave him this Tin Man-esque hat that was, yeah. uh, you know, they, they make it work. Oh, they make it work. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I had a wig on. I had a wig on. That was not your hair? No. The, the pilot was a wig. The pilot was a wig. Yeah, the pilot okay. was awake, and then I go, "Oh my god, you have all this hair!" You know, as <laughs> well use your hair. <laughs> I think when I, <laughs> um, yeah, but my hair was shorter. It was like I see. They needed the perm and the bigger hair. Got it. Yeah. But by the next season, it's like my hair was longer, and then they saw the Tahitian thickness, and I go, "Oh my beautiful. god, you know, we do not need a wig for you." Absolutely not. No, <laughs> let that hair shine. Yeah. It was. Um, so cool to have that arc and to, and to watch that. I go back and rewatch the show every now and then, as you do, as a fan does. Uh, and, you know, that relationship between those two, Shari and Daniel, in many respects, arguably are the heart and soul of that show. Because Daniel is, is so much the heart and soul of the show. And that was his drive. That was his reason for going through that gate. Yeah. A lot so, of good storylines, you know, an amazing to follow his character searching for his wife on all these different planets. What a brilliant, brilliant storyline. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I have some fan questions for you, if you don't mind. I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa wanted to know, did you get to keep anything from production? Did you get to keep a prop or did they give you a costume? Polaroids. Polaroids. (laughs) My costume. Uh, No, I don't know. I don't think, no. Uh, Rachel Baker and Raj wanted to know, uh, is there any single scene from SG one that stands out to you as a favorite after all these years? That's a good question. Well, the, the birthing when I, when Michael and I, Oh my gosh. When we're, you know, that was, that was beautiful because I, we're talking to, 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 you know, our baby when we're sitting, setting up, and you know it was very emotional and i had to become this devil evil person coming right (laughs) i don't want my baby to feel anything you know um um yeah that was so sweet you know and he's so caring and he's there and and taking care of Shari and and oh my god it was such a where he, you know, he's talking to the baby. We're both Michael's talking to, to our little baby. You know, to like just stay calm. It's okay. Mommy's gonna be acting. You know, yeah. you never know what's getting through in there. You know, yeah, they feel everything. Absolutely, they do. You know, and that's an intense scene. So I was very concerned. You know, when I go into the evil Amone, uh, you know what? Um, but so we talked to her. We prepared her. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as best as best you can, you know, and yeah, I yeah. I would part of me would be like, okay, I'm simulating this on screen. Three months from now, I'm going to be doing this, you know, and hopefully with an epidural. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, please, por favor. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Scotty O seven O nine. Had you seen the original movie? So you would not. Did you see the film um, before before getting onto the Children of the Gods set at that point, or did you had, did. did you go I ahead have, and watch it then? Yeah, I, okay. uh, I don't remember if I watched it before my audition. I don't think I did. Okay, but I remember going to the theater and watching it. Yeah, got it. Under- oh, so you did yeah. see it in theater back in the okay in theater. Yes, yes, got it. Understood. Spectacular. Oh my gosh, that was spectacular. It was yeah. one of the first blockbusters to be sure. Oh, so beautiful. Eva wanted to know, uh, were there any changes or alterations made to your costume? Anything, any modifications you suggested? Or did you just, uh, as Christina designed them, you you went with them? About to Christina. Oh, yeah. About to her. <laughs> She's amazing. She's, um, 
I was just in awe. Each time they brought out something, I was in awe. I think uh, the purple hat, the big ears, you know, that yes. was, um, um, and yeah, then the kind veil. Of like a, yeah. And they just, I felt like they just threw the veil on top, like the piece of sheet. I don't know if I really like that. I nah. Know. But nah. the ones later were better. Yeah, I love the ones with the beads, the red. I love the outfit from Forever in a Day. Where I die. Right. It's so seductive. Like she's really turning that on. She's like, come on, Daniel, come into my tent. Come on up up the hill. Yeah. But that gold dress outside the tent. Yes. My channel was like eight months. By then, she was on set. Miss Shang, she was already directing. She was sitting in her director's chair. She was eight months. Eight months. How sweet. Yeah, I'm glad the way they did it, they, that dress was, was so beautiful. And they got the right size, you know, because I did gain <laughs> my pounds. <laughs> well, you know, it's a matter of figuring it out. Everyone has different experiences after birth. They're sure. good. They're good. They're so amazing. I'm so, it's such a blessing to have worked with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Liebchen wants to know, how has, has Vi remain, managed to remain ageless? What is your workout routine? What do you, what do you do? Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, what do I do? I work out. <laughs> <laughs> Working out is the key. <laughs> That's my drug. <laughs> oh my <laughs> well, being from the camera, you had to since I was young. So I think it's it's part of my mm. my my habits, you know? And um, I walk my dog every morning. So that's Aww. very- What kind of a dog do you have? <laughs> huh? What kind of a, a dog? Shiba. Shiba. Oh, it's a little Shiba Inu. Little triangular ears. <laughs> so adorable. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was, um, I eat a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables. And I was vegetarian when I was younger. Oh, like okay. 30, pescatarian, pescatarian. Okay. And, um, and actually I broke, uh, I, yeah, I became, I think with Michael, that's when I stopped being a vegetarian, pescatarian. Started trying a couple things. Yeah, because I was invited to meet his parents, and the, his dad made hamburgers. Oh no! Oh, and I don't want to be I'm a vegetarian. Oh no! <laughs> I had the burger. Oh and gosh! It was so good. <laughs> That's fantastic. I Fun, but it was so good. So there's a pescatarian out the window. Oh gosh. That's but thank you. Thank you for that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa D wanted to to know, was there anything specific you did to develop the accent for Shari? Was there any kind of tweaks that you made? Or did did they just say, you know what, your your accent works perfect? What's... My accent, whatever accent that is, yes. yes. Just keep it, you know, scara and I'd ask. Um, and I worked so hard as a, cause I speak French mm-hmm. and then my third language is, is Spanish. Okay. And, and I, no one can tell what my accent is. And, um, I worked so hard because in those days, uh, when I auditioned, they wanted American to, to sound American Yeah. You know? and not, and now they like the accents, you know, but right. for, for Stargate, um, yeah, they let me play with, with my accent, my, it's interesting. Whatever I wanted. Yes. Uh, Alexis. Um, he's, he's Latino and he, Hola. he, Alexis uh, uh, Cruz said that, um, uh, he modeled his accent off. I think he said his dad. So his like dad. he leveraged his dad's accent a little bit in making yeah. Scara's accent. I loved it. I love what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was always yeah. one of my irritations with the show because I'm a big continuity whore. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that word on here. <laughs> and it's one of the things. Right. You know, I wish that um, someone would have made the comments. You guys, your English is great. Daniel's done such a great job over the last year, you know, because they didn't speak it in the movie. And he's obviously taught them. You know, I wish that someone would have just acknowledged that you you guys, you all sound so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a comment for Vaitiari from John42. I don't have a question. But I'd like to tell her how much her portrayal of Shari's relationship to Daniel reminds me of of my wife, whom I lost 10 years ago. Oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. There is something about this genre, and Stargate in particular, that gives people strength. And, you know, we 
if if we're open and we're receptive, we see a little piece. We see we, the 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 better parts of ourselves in these stories, and we see the parts of ourselves where we have room to grow and change. Yeah. Sure. And you know that's it, when when you have a chance to be a part of a piece of art that transcends the medium that it's in across time and affects people for generations. Yeah, that's really special. That is so special. It's amazing. Absolutely, it's such, such a blessing, huge blessing to be part of that. I'm it absolutely so honored, is. I feel so grateful to to be you know at the beginning of this amazing series that continued for so many years and and oh it's it's just fabulous and the fact that you know it's not only were you blessed with a great show and a great character but you were blessed with a a beautiful girl yeah yeah so and that's how how special that's a gift from heaven that's a gift that's yeah what Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful little gift. And she doesn't look a thing like Michael, man. She looks up every bit of, like her mother. Really? I think she looks like her dad. I'm you like, think so? Oh, I don't think. I was like, where's Michael in that at all? No. First she goes, she's, <laughs> I see Michael. I see the mouth. I see a little bit of the nose. I mean, she does look like me, but I see Michael. It's <laughs> his long legs. You know? Oh, gosh. I've not really paid much attention to Michael's legs, let me tell you. So <laughs> that's funny. My yeah. Tiara, this has been so special for me and thank and for the fan community. Thank you so much for coming Everyone, on. Everyone, thank you. My pleasure. I appreciate you your time. Me. And you know what? Um, I want to start doing at some point. You know, maybe near the end of this year or next year. Uh, I want to start doing uh, commentaries for the show. I would love to have you back on uh, to discuss some of those episodes in more detail. Okay, awesome. I, I really just- appreciate your time. Good luck with your show. It's Thank wonderful. Thank you so much. It meant everything to have you on. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, and uh, I will email you later. Okay. Send me that episode. I will indeed. Okay. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> Bye, Tiare. Uh, just go ahead and sign out. Okay. And you're good. Okay. Thanks. Bye, Tiare Hershon, everyone. Share and Amonet from Stargate SG-1. I have fan art of Share. Let me pull this up here. Here it is. So this was created by Splatter Phoenix, and the subject is called Abidonian Skies. I was always fond of the desert world of Abydos in Stargate and really wanted to do a rendition of Princess Share or Shaori for all you diehard Stargate the Film supporters. Happy Bounce. I felt she had more of a war to be more of a warrior princess and not an unimportant and rather helpless uh, minor character. I, you know, I always was struck by. I mean, anyone who is going to be a child of Kasuf is going to have a strong head about their shoulders and be strong. Uh, just have have that moral and uh, uh, constitutional strength. And I think that if you're watching uh, Vitiari's performance in uh, in Stargate, that really is. Um, that that really is apparent. I apologize for the lines on my face. Someone just parked a truck <laughs> right outside one window, and the rims are reflecting the sunlight through. So I look awfully weird. Uh, Dial the Gate has partnered with um, 3D Tech Pro for the month of December to give you a chance to get your very own Atlantis Puddle Jumper and BC-303. To enter to win these items, you'll need to use a desktop or laptop computer and visit dialthegate.com. Then scroll down to Submit Trivia Questions. Your trivia may be used in a future episode of Dial the Gate, either for our monthly trivia night or for a special guest to ask me in a round of trivia. There's three slots for trivia, one easy, one medium, and one hard. Only one needs to be filled in, but you're more than welcome to submit up to three. Please note, the submission form does not currently work for mobile devices. Your trivia must be received before April the 1st. If you're the lucky winner, I'll be notifying you via your email to get uh, your address. And be sure to check out our partner's website for more Stargate-related merchandise and goodies at 3dtech.pro. I do have, I think, at least one or two questions uh, that were submitted to me over the weekend. Um, Scotty0709, how annoying do you find these fake news stories like there's an animated Stargate series rumored for netflix i mean 
people are so excited about what it is that Brad's working on, and they're so anxious for new material. You know, I mean, has it been confirmed to be fake? I mean, I know that Joe and Paul, uh, that Joe and Brad have definitely commented and saying that this was this was news to me. But I mean, uh, they they had they had nothing to do with Stargate Infinity either, and Stargate Infinity was real. Um, so unless someone has confirmed from MGM that it's fake, uh, I don't know. I, I suspect that it's not real. Um, but, uh, yeah, everyone just needs to kind of hold their horses and wait until gate world confirms it. <laughs> Cause when gate world does, then we'll know that it's real. The Epic channel wants to know, um, uh, when we're inviting Lou, Lou diamond Phillips, please invite, uh, Telford onto the show. I have invited Lou. Uh, I reached out to his agent. I didn't hear back. So I reached out to uh, Lou directly on Twitter and I guess he did not receive, uh, get the message. Um, if there's anyone out there with connections to Lou Diamond Phillips, I would love to have him on, but I've not heard, heard back yet. He, he has an open invitation. Robert Cheney. Um, how long have you known most of these? It seems like you know these folks personally based on how comfortable you are with them. How long have you known most of these people? Uh, Vaitiari, I reached out to uh, for the first time last month. I'd never actually spoken with her before. Um, in general, I mean, I know all the cast and crew from all three shows. Uh, just working on GateWorld since I was 18 years old, you know, and I'm, I'm 38 now. So... There's some relationships that go back a, a pretty long way, and it's one of the advantages of this show is, you know, for, for those who are still willing to talk about it. Because, you know, some people have moved on. You know, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, but for those who do, uh, it's a treat for all of us, for sure. And I do appreciate you guys watching. Uh, merchandise. We've got our merchandise here. Dial the Gate is brought to you every week for free, and we do appreciate you watching. But if you want to support the show further, buy yourself some of our themed swag. We're now offering T-shirts tank tops, sweatshirts, and hoodies for all ages and in a variety of sizes and colors at Redbubble. We currently offer four themed designs and hope to add more in the future. The word cloud designs have both a solid background or transparent background option, so you have some flexibility between choosing a light or dark color. Do keep that in mind when you're making your selection. Checkout is fast and easy, and you can even use your Amazon or PayPal account. Just visit dialthegate.redbubble.com, and thanks for your support. And if you really enjoy uh, Dial the Gate, it would mean a great deal to me if you click the like button. It makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click that subscribe icon. If you plan to watch live, I recommend giving the bell icon a click so you'll be the first to know of any schedule changes, which do happen from time to time with the show. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next several days on Dial the Gate, excuse me, on Gate World's uh, YouTube channel. Eventually, we'll be posting clips on Dial the Gate. It's something that I wanted to do on a regular uh, basis much sooner than we have been, but um, it's just a t <laughs> it's it's a time consuming thing. So I've got a regular gig, and uh, you know, uh, most of the time is spent uh, writing emails and, and securing the the talent as well. So that's what I've got next weekend. We have. Cliff Simon Ball joining us March the 14th at 12 Pacific time, followed by Peter Kalamis, who was uh, played a, a, a couple of different characters, but predominantly Adam Brody on uh, Stargate Universe. And he'll also be March 14th at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And we're working out further guests uh, beyond that. Robert Cooper and I have been talking about a third episode, so hopefully that will be happening really soon. Lots more to discuss with Robert. And who knows what's going to happen next. So I really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in and making uh, the show possible. Uh, let's uh, keep on going with the subscriber base. We've, I think we've just, or we are soon to, we have not yet cracked uh, 8,500. So once we hit uh, uh, 10,000 subscribers, a few different doors open up on the YouTube channel for some other uh, perks and options. And we'll be going in that direction as well. My thanks to um, Summer, Ian, Tracy, uh, uh, Keith, Jeremy, Reese, and um, uh, Anthony. Uh, my moderating team, you guys, you guys make the show happen. And to Linda Gategabber Fury and Jennifer Kirby as well, uh, my whole production team couldn't do the show without you guys. Thanks to Vaitiari once again for joining us. My name is David Reed for Dial the Gate. I'll see you on the other side.
Style the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acree. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith O'Mell, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com. Thank you.